0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Block Talk Radio
2: live from Fort Bragg's backyard. This is the show that put the One Ten Nation on the map. There is only one nation: the One Ten Nation. And you're listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show. Covering each and every sport across the board. There is no sport too large or too little. It's time to talk the talk. Here we go. Here's the man, the founder, and your host, Mr. CJ Sports.
3: I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the 110 Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. CJ Sports. You can uh, find me uh, on Twitter at Mr. CJ Sports. You can find the 110 Nation at 110 Nation. Check us out on Facebook, my personal fan page, Mr. CJ Sports, the 110 Nation fan page, 110 Nation Sports. Also, check out our site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation. I also want to make sure that I thank. Uh, Fit for Life. You guys can find them on Facebook, Fit for Life. You can also go to our site, www.the110nationsports.com. The right-hand side, click the pretty little banner. Find the location near you, 24-7, 365. Get your gym on. Clean facility, courtesy staff, everything you possibly need or want. That is Fit for Life. Also got to thank Maxivation Digital Media for hooking us up with our uh, logos and banners. Uh, Make sure you guys check them out for all your uh, digital media needs. I also want to thank the I-95 Sports Network and Mile High Radio for rebroadcast or syndicating our shows. Without these great marketing partners and or networks, we uh, wouldn't be able to do what we do or grow the way we grow. So I want to make sure that I uh, thank all of them. I got uh, Mike joining me in the studio. i going to throw him up in here and find out uh, what he's got going on Friday night and uh, where he could be uh, found liked and all the whatnots. Mike, how are you doing?
4: Okay, we got a, we got two invitees uh or three, depending on uh, who I can contact, but uh, I definitely have in mind uh two people, uh one Julian Baby Junior who won the uh, won both ends of a uh race on last Wednesday as Eddie Put together a Wednesday show, as he said he was going to do. Eddie Partridge, when he opened the track, or when he continued the track, when he owned it, uh, when he started to own it, one of his goals was to have uh, Wednesday night uh, shows. Uh, John won both ends of the uh, uh, Twin 50s, um, so he will hopefully be on. And also, uh, a couple of gentlemen uh, who have uh, been really um, dominant. I'm going to keep trying to get them on. Um, Justin Monsignor and Jimmy Blewett. Um, and then uh, my dearest uh, will was ever at the uh, uh on the Saturday Night Wins. And I've got uh, one. Which I only really know um, uh, had, a, had a win in the truck, um, uh, Super cool Truck, and uh, but he's uh, not very old for me. So I just uh, say congratulations to Lee Mason. It was a horrible ice car, but he came out of it on the Saturday night and with a win. We um, so got some interesting guests, as I said, led by John Bailey. Hopefully and uh, possibly the 14th of the morning. i go, well. um, they, they um, were one and two, one of the recent type uh, of wins, uh, and it set their goal to be one and two before the season uh, ended, and they indeed did that. So got a couple of possibilities, and I'll be busy busy on the phones, um, and we can up, uh, obviously keep uh, listening to this show, and then also the Hot Laps with Stats pages, and I will update you as I book. But you. Um, you can find me on my personal Facebook page, the One Ten Nation pages, the Hot Laps with Stats pages website and my Twitter account which is at stats one oh eight.
3: Oh Mikey 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 got a lot of uh great and interesting things to uh jump into. Uh how about those yes. Cleveland Browns? <laughs> Win five to nothing. Five to nothing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, a lot of great and things to jump into and to yeah, sound more like a uh, Cleveland Indian Phillies uh, um, score than it does a uh, Browns Eagles game. Um, Dale Jr., what a funny guy. I had someone I drug test him. Um, <laughs> talking about Justin Algar should be a uh, Cup guy. He. He's a newsflash, he's already been in the Cubs series, he sucked. <laughs> um, he he's nothing more. It, it, it's there's nothing against Justin Algar. There's just certain drivers that they're only to a certain level good. And Justin Algar is nothing more than an Xfinity series driver. Elliot Souther was the same. Um you talk about Todd Vodan, he was nothing more than Truck Series driver. Ron Hornaday made you know, really took his name to the level in the in the truck series. There are just certain drivers that they excel way better. Matt Crafton is another one. Um, that they excel in certain series and are just not as good as they moved up and got into series where the competition got, either got more difficult, didn't get on a team that, you know, really gave them an opportunity. Whatever the case may be, and those right there, are Sam Hornish, another one, nothing more than the Xfinity Series drivers. It's not a, a shot at these people. They they had most of them have very long and you know successful careers, just not at the cut level, and there goes Dale Jr. saying that just now guy is a Cup Series guy. I know he's he he's nothing more than an extended Xfin, E series driver. He had his chance, and maybe not the greatest of team, but it was a decent team. Um, I I think it was a little bit much for him, and he is more comfortable in the extended series, and and long as he stays in it, he's going to have a long, successful career, just like Elliot Sadler, just like Ron Horner Day, you know, they had really long, successful careers. They learned to accept their role and accepted what, you know, what their level of driving was, and made the most of it at that level, and I don't know, but anyway, got a lot of things to jump into tonight, Mike, so, uh, Let's jump on, jump on to, into this. We're, uh, where do we want to get started tonight?
4: Okay. Well, since you a little to do There was and I've heard uh, two different things over the weekend, and I was wondering, if, since you you know saw that 5-0 game, um, I don't know if it was on TV in your area or what, but um, if there's anything else that was said about the Browns uh, picking up their plant because immediately after the hard knock episode it was like oh we, we might bring him back and sign him then they weren't going to do it he was looking for more than their offer, and that was the crux of the story I put up over the weekend nobody knew the, and we knew from the hard knocks that um, they talked to him, definitely, because we saw Hugh Jackson talking to him. But um, he wanted more than what they were offering, and what they offered was $5 million, and he wanted more than that. And, in fact, he went to the Patriots of all teams and didn't like what they said. So now he's back in limbo, and hopefully uh, – He'll, uh, he'll get to, to uh, re and sign for the $5 million as far as your team is concerned, but uh, I just found that interesting. That they were going to, then they didn't, and he went somewhere else, like their offer, and I don't know, will he come back to announce?
3: This, This is how I took things, and from listening to other shows, this is well, what if I'm going to take an educated guess on this? This is what I'm going to say happened. Um, I think Cleveland was ready to make an offer. Cleveland liked what they seen, and I think at last minute, Josh Gordon said, "I'm I'm ready to come back." So Cleveland went from a team, excuse me, that really needed to add another receiver to the roster was, you know, found their guy and was ready to make a deal. And then last minute, Gordon comes in. So now we don't need you as bad as we once did. So I think Cleveland backed off. I think at that point, and I still think to this point right now, Cleveland decided if Dez is still available come week one of the NFL season, then I think that we will see Des Bryant in a Cleveland Browns jersey. And the reason is, is um, if a player signed by before Week One, they get whatever guaranteed money that um, they would sign for. Now, if you don't sign before Week One, then there's no guaranteed money, and that that changes the outlook of the contract. And I think that is what. Cleveland is hoping will end up playing out in their favor. Then nobody else will snatch him up. They'll have, be able to give him, you know, a deal as of week one and then bring him on the roster. Um, I think that's why it's not kind of like we're going to get him to okay, we still like to get him, but we got Josh Gordon back. So if you're there week one, yeah, sure, we'll get you. But, you know, go ahead and you know, see what else – Offers are out there, and anything else you like. I'm assuming what was said. Um, I think we we get into week one, and Des Bryant has not been signed yet. So I can see the Cleveland Browns making an offer and bringing him on um, the roster. And I think a good part of Des's decision will. Be made, and that being in the back of his mind. In other words, if he goes and talks to another team, I think he knows what Cleveland is offering and what can happen, and the roster and what he sees as the Cleveland Browns team. And I think unless another team offers something that is equivalent to what he's going to get out of Cleveland and the opportunity, I I think it will take a lot of money to. I, I think he liked what he saw from what we saw in Hard He Liked what he's what he got to you know see and the feeling he got there. And so I, I honestly think at this point he there's been a chance that he might you know be fine with knowing that you know let me just wait this out and I'll get an opportunity to be, to be part of something and, and you know. And I know what I'm going to get, and it's going to be comparable to really any any other offers I'm going to get. So, you know, there's that, that a possibility that it's already an unwritten handshake and everything else. Who knows? But to, to go to what you said, that's kind of why, how I believe you've seen what you've seen with the interest and kind of the standoffish and then there being talks and everything else. It's because it's got something to do with the guaranteed if they're – they get the guaranteed money or whatever the case is, if they're signed by week one, if they're not signed by the game one, then it takes away that part of the contract or what they would have to pay. And so I think that's why we've seen, especially with Jeff Gordon saying, you know, he was coming back off of leave. I think that's why we witnessed what we witnessed.
4: Okay. Um, speaking about the see these in contract. I don't know. You know how you see this is in the air. I saw the thunder the afternoon. The I was spinning, doing some work to the 110 at my computer. I look and I see an alert from my local newspaper in the 90s saying, Odell Beckham has signed, And he indeed signed, and I put it up, for a five-year deal. For 95 million, CJ with 65 guaranteed. So Odell Beckham is in the Giants' pool. Um, I, as a good fan, I, again, I, I have no but no right one way or the Um, I can I can look at it just like you said us on this show. We can look at any team realistically. Um, I have no gripe the Giants want to pay him, um, but he's one of those people, again, CJ, that makes news more off the field than on, and that's, that's the biggest part of the field, Timmy. Uh You're going to give the guy $95 uh, million. Okay, fine. He's a great, great player. There's no doubt that he was the number one receiver a Giants team, and they were really all lined up with, you know, Brandon Marshall that year, and uh, I forget the third guy um, that was in the trio. But that year, they all got hurt. So there's no doubt that uh, Beckham was the number one guy. But the problem is, when you get him off the field, and he's not between the long that's when he also makes new, uh, news as well. And the news that he makes outside the field is not as good as what he does on the field. So hopefully he can uh, temper that a little bit, or so the team can, or have talked to him, or what. But for ninety-five million, they better get all they can from him on the field and not so much off the field. That's that's the only feeling on that.
3: The Giants we're in a no-wit situation. Either you don't give them the money and your fans are calling for your heads because you let one of the league's top receivers go because you wouldn't give them the money, or you, you let him go and somebody else gets them. Um, I don't know if they're going to quite get the same contract because I think he gets them. Only the Mac deal, if he restarts with his own team, I don't know if it's the same way as the NBA. Um, and then now you got to play him. Um, and you're going to have to pay
1: against him. So... You're breaking up, CJ. Are you moving?
3: No, I didn't... Are you moving around? No, let me see. No. Is that any better? Yep. Definitely. Okay. Um, I'm okay. So... The, So, the Giants were in a no-win situation. And I, I guess if I was in his shoes, I guess I'd want the biggest contract I could possibly get. And so, for me to say what I'm about to say, I also understand that I do not know what it's like um, to to play in the NFL, I do not know what it's like to feel that I have a value and what my value is and what I should get paid. I understand I don't under I don't understand all that and will never experience that. But looking at it from my point of view, this is one of the reasons why the Giants will find it difficult. To be able to put a, a great team together and be more competitive. When you got somebody that's worried about being the highest paid player that's now going to consume a good chunk of your payroll, um, I understand that Beckham's top five receiver. I don't know if he's worth to have that type of money and be considered the number one receiver. Um, in the league, I, I I don't feel that he is the number one receiver. I, I think there's probably a good five to ten receivers you could probably throw into that conversation of being the best receiver in the NFL right now. But to be that that self-absorbed, to be that concerned that you are viewed as the highest-paid player, and knowing this just makes it that much harder for your team to be able to put a roster out there that's competitive. I mean, you're lucky because you're running back, which is probably going to outperform his contract because he's a rookie, will probably be one of the things that saves you right now because you can only get such, I don't know, so much under the, 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 uh, um. Sorry, no, the, um, oh, what am I thinking of the, uh, the players and, and, and the, uh, the, the signing the the uh it's not a players agreement. Oh god, I can't think why I'm I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on it. Uh, well, yeah, the the CBA. Here you go. Um, um So I, I understand that you know Barkley is going to help you know, absorb some of this because he's under a rookie contract. Like I said, I feel he'll probably outplay. Um, but to be that self-absorbed and only being concerned about yourself, this is this is why you have teams that win multiple Super Bowls and are considered one of the best all-time, such as the Patri- of Patriots and Tom Brady, who doesn't take max contracts that –
1: oops
4: okay cj left us uh cj if you can hear me you dropped so uh come back (laughs) uh hold on gang All right, gang, he's not back yet. I just sent him a note. Uh, I don't know whether he realizes that his phone dropped, but uh little difficulty here. Um, uh, let me see if um, I can get hold of him and, again, see if he responds. DJ, you
3: there? Okay. Yes. Well, there we go. I have no idea how long that I've been talking to myself, so <laughs> I don't know the last, last thing <laughs> that, that y'all heard, but I just finished talking, so I don't know how long ago y'all stopped hearing me talk, but I just stopped talking and realized that you weren't there, and that's when I realized the phone hung up, so you have a better idea how long I was talking to myself then. Yeah,
1: uh, we
4: we were just... You you just said the word Beckham and then you died out. I don't know how how many times you said Beckham, but uh um uh, you know, uh where you were going with it at that point. But anyhow, um I think wow. you get the idea. Okay. <laughs> um, anyhow. Um couple of things in, in um that again, people made made uh Uh, News more off the field uh, this week. Um, Hold on a second. Let me get my page together now. Uh, Let's see here. One tap, and we got it. Oh, uh, especially in NASCAR, uh, you think that the Cup Series was off, there wouldn't be as much news? but around the Xfinity Series and former Xfinity Series drivers, uh, everybody seemed to make news even though there was no, uh, well, the the racing that occurred was with the Xfinity Series and the truck series, but the Xfinity Series and former Xfinity drivers seemed to make the most news. If you want to talk about a great deal of money, Here's one that we followed up on from last week, CJ. Last week when this news broke about the Greg Biffle uh, and his ex-wife situation, the first judge awarded him a dollar, And she said, that's all right. I'm going to go back to civil court and get something. And she sure as heck did. She got $2.5 million for for uh, supposedly not knowing that the cameras were there. So Biffle has to pay her uh, $2.5 mil, which I guess for him is a drop in the bucket and saves him from you know, court dates and costs and everything you know, else. But that.
3: that- that is crazy to know that she cheated on him and he still gotta come out two point five million dollars.
1: <laughs>
4: Isn't our world great, you know. Isn't our country great. There we go.
3: That, um, that is so crazy. Uh Mike, the truck series race. Um Noah Gregson, which we've had on the show, took out his uh his teammate, uh Gilligan and uh, justin hilly um, finally got that win um I didn't catch after the race interviews um was there was there anything said after the race and uh, uh, uh wow how <laughs> how how a way to instead of finishing one two you guys take each other out in the last turn and uh, I don't know where they end up finishing but uh not one two
4: right it was a it was very weird. It was very reminiscent, without the fisticuffs, cups, by the way, of the uh, of the year. I'm not sure when it was—last year or the year before. Yeah, Cole Customer and John uh, Hunter Nemechek got into it, but I say that was more fisticuffs. This was just at the end, uh, same same kind kind of deal. The last turn, coming down like right before. And I noticed from the camera angle it was right before the uh start finish line. And like you said, the two the one and two trucks, one in well, position one and two took each other out and here comes Haley in the twenty four and then just uh with the wind and it, I was like, wait a minute you know, it was like it was like shocking in the sense that you you saw them well, the commentators saw them right before it happened, but then you didn't see Haley in the camera shot. So you you mm-hmm. okay, okay, one of the two of them is going to push each other across the line, and then one of those two is going to win. But no, they took each other out, and Haley comes up and and you know from you know from nowhere. Well, I don't want to say nowhere, but like I said, his is. The truck wasn't in the first camera shot when the when the uh, when the two trucks started to collide, and mm-hmm. um, so obviously he came with some speed and came and got the win. But it was it was a bizarre,
3: a bizarre finish with the truck race. That and it,
1: that even, it was. was was
3: was there any uh, friction or interview? Was there any uh, any hostility? Did you see any?
4: I didn't really catch anything. I don't think right after see like like i said i'm i I'm a little familiar with this because okay I don't have a microphone in my hand and up to the people in the pits, but i when especially when something happens, I may go back in the pits you know and wait, but um because i I have a pit pass and everything, but I won't go right up to a person's pit area. Uh, until I'll, I'll give them five minutes, so you know, to climb out of the car and and you know talk to his crew, and and then I'll go up and and you know, uh, you know, make my make my pitch, so to speak. But uh, you know, I don't think right after in this situation they were asking them about it, and I think both of them basically said it was a racing deal. I don't think. I think the fact that they were teammates helped that a little bit. Um, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I think if if they were on opposite opposite sides, as it were, yes, each team is trying to win individually. But I really think that there would would have been a, a you know a heck of a lot more possibly um, said had you know had they been on uh, different mm-hmm. teams. I think I think that that held it down a little bit. I really didn't see anything untoward um, or or have them say anything. I think pretty much both of them, the first two guys said it was a racing deal, and, of course, Haley was ecstatic. You know, he, he got it, like, dropped right in his lap. And um, talking about, you know, that's a situation where, and I've I've even asked, guys on my show that hang back. They said, you know, I was waiting for something ahead of me to happen. And that's exactly even on, on you know, local tracks. And that's exactly what happened in this case. I mean, Haley was sitting back there. Obviously, um, I don't want to say hidden because he was right. He was obviously in third place um, and just came up and, and got the win. But like I said, it's maybe the camera angle or the, the idea that it was a road course, you really didn't see, um, you know, his his truck until he came over the line. And, uh, you know, then you were like, wow, it just happened. I, now I want to see that in slow motion. You know, that, well, that's really electric. If you were watching the race at full speed and saw it the first time, you probably missed what happened um, theoretically, I mean, not not from the standpoint of the two trucks colliding, but anything after that, because they were obviously the camera, the, and this is not a theory of NBCSN or whatever, but they were obviously focused on the two trucks that collided and what happened to them afterwards. And, then, you know, so they were following that and the spinning truck, and here comes Haley. And later are waiting to see him come into the cowboy shot. was you're wrong, You know, you really had to win. But it was a bizarre situation, and that uh, both both times, and it, it was three years that they've been in Canada. How they've gone up to Canada on that course? That's that's both. I believe the other uh, thing with uh, Cole Coster happened. Uh, I know it was a road course I'm pretty positive I think it was there too so uh, interesting what happens to Americans when they go up to Canada I guess But uh, (laughs) uh, just a very strange situation and to be honest with you the ending of the Xfinity race and I saw that all race as well um, that was bizarre because right from that last lap, it almost looked like he was taking that last lap on his own. And at first, I thought it was the victory lap, and he, and the commentator was saying he still had one one lap to go. And I think that what happened, strange as it may seem, I think a lot of the field seemingly gave up that last on, on that last lap because I swear, CJ, I don't know if you saw it on the screen or if you were home to view it but it looked like he was alone on that track. Uh, Algar, it, it, that, that last lap where they said he's got one lap left, and I'm saying, oh, I thought that was the victory lap, you know, but I didn't see a flag, and I'm saying, what? why is this guy running on his own? It was like he was taking a, you know, time trial lap or something. There was absolutely no cars around him. It was bizarre. So I would say, not having seen what happened to everybody else at that point, uh I would say both both races ended rather bizarrely. You
3: know, hmm. in a
4: bizarre fashion. Really. Um,
3: um Arca- Then didn't the Arca Series run? Didn't Bill Elliott make his return to racing?
4: Yes, yes. Uh and that was a little bit of a controversy too. I didn't I didn't hear that. Uh, Miss Lee was more uh, into that um, this weekend. And I, I didn't get a chance to hear that on audio because I was watching uh, um, the other races at the same time, and there was a conflicting... Uh, I think it was Sunday night or something, or I don't know, there was some reason that it conflicted. Not so much the race, but what I had going on. I don't know exactly. I was watching both races and then... Um, but I, I know... Um, I know what it wasn't on on my uh laptop at that time, or I would have had the arca um, uh website pulled up um so uh yeah but then miss Weep said that uh she said Joe, i guess his name is Graf memory serves me correctly Joe Graf junior or something uh won but um lisa from um, who was on our show actually wrote back yes but he didn't deserve it so then I started to look and I Miss Lee and I I was saying to Miss Lee what happened and there was a mix up at the end and a whole big mess and unfortunately I didn't get a chance to hear it this would have been on audio because I guess, I guess it was on math TV or something it wasn't on One uh, because the truck race was on there uh,
1: mm-hmm.
4: I, was, I think it was on MAP TV anyway, uh, which I don't get. So I would have had to have it on my uh, on my laptop. But um, all three races, I guess you could say, and strangely, uh, the ARCA race and the two uh, NASCAR races.
3: Rather uh Do you know how Bill it is? it?
4: Um, I don't know, I have to look back and see what uh, Natalie ended up and and, uh, the five people I picked, which all were from the show, by the way, Um, I'd have to look back and see how they, um, they uh, fared. I know, uh, as far as fantasy, Miss Lee and I tied, and we were both, like, in, something like 117th place, because there's like <laughs> thousands of people that play that, I guess. <laughs> but uh, we kind of tied exactly at, I think, 117 points and uh, somewhere in the hundreds as far as placing. So. But as far as the individual um, placings, no. I didn't get a chance to see exactly where each person will, um Place, so
3: I'll, I'll get, I'll get that. And I figured, the, the, yeah, the, I figured that would have been something that would have been highlighted on, or an article had been wrote about. I mean, it was Bill Elliott making his return to, um, and I, I knew I hadn't seen none, so I didn't know. Um, right, and it, there was I just figured there would have been an article or something.
5: Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. There
4: was a lot of talk about the number, and and I didn't think he was in nine. And he wasn't. He was in 23 And I thought I saw the different number when they announced him, you know, uh, when they did the press things on, I mean, he was car 23, so obviously it had nothing to do with his son or the connection to number nine, um, but uh, I, I saw him a few times, I don't remember exactly where he placed again, but. He wasn't in, you know. He wasn't a podium finish. It was, uh, uh, like I said, the entire. The thing with the uh, Xfinity race, which I, I, I I'm still um, confused about. Uh, like I looked away from the screen. It's like one of those things. And like I said, it was like, okay, we're in the last lap, and I'm thinking it's the victory lap. As I look at and. You know, I know Al him won because they're like, okay, this is just... And they go, oh, no, he didn't win yet. He's got one lap. And I'm like, whoa. You know, and I'm looking, I'm, I'm seeing him riding, you know, with virtually no one around him on the track. And I'm thinking it's the victory lap. And then I don't see a flag out the window. He's not waving to anybody or anything. And that the reason is he's still going at speed. Um you know it was it was very weird
3: very very weird Um I don't see anything else on this um Oh you have um arca number 7 was there anything else on the arca or is that what you were going to talk about on uh, the yeah, Monday show good,
4: notes That's good. Yeah, that's basically what it was. Uh, that There was all sorts of confusion, and the winner shouldn't have won. I mean, he won, but a lot of people that saw the race, including Luke Lisa, I mean, she's connected to ARCA, uh, said he didn't deserve the win, and I, I didn't know what that was about until, until Miss Lee and I started to talk about what happened. But uh, very, very weird. All three finishes, uh, like I said, very strange finishes. Um, usually you're talking about one of three races, you know, when, when that when that happens with the cup and the uh, the, the cup. You know, very, very strange weekend that way. also another strange um, thing that keeps coming up, CJ. Here's another case of social media really biting somebody in racing. Uh, and you had a real... Really feel bad for the kid, Connor Daly. Uh, this was this broke. I guess if the race was Fri was uh, uh, Saturday, uh, we had a break Friday. Night. Matter of fact, I remember putting it up because as I was listening to my rebroadcast, um, I was putting it up on the uh, on the uh, page, uh, Connor Daly. Uh, was uh, sponsored or was to be sponsored by Eli Lilly, and uh, like Friday night when he's supposed to be sponsored on Saturday, they had to take all the. Uh, I saw a shot with. In fact, the, I think they, I put the photo up with the story. Uh, they took the whole. Um, they they took everything but the number and maybe his name over the door off the car uh, at the last minute because Eli Lilly backed out because they found, somebody found and circulated a post from uh, Connor Daly's father, who was Derek Daly. Uh, in, I guess he was at the time in the Indy uh, indie, uh, series, whatever that series was at that time, uh, they they went through so many changes over there themselves, but he used a racial slur back in like 30 years ago, and Eli really uh, pulled the sponsorship from the Sun, uh, which was ridiculous. CJ and uh, to say the least, everybody was everybody that commented uh, didn't have good things to say about that situation. Because the son basically paid for what the father did thirty years ago, uh which you know i the more people mess with social media as far as you know you you could go back to when social media started and 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 find something stupid on everybody, I would say uh, you know pretty much everybody and and you know. Not not so much, and, you know, we're always saying it on this show and uh, in the back with our little discussions, always be careful And you've said it, uh, what you put on your personal page as opposed to what you put on the 110 pages, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I dare say you can go back and find, uh, you know, because we've all been angry at something at some point in time, probably you could find things that you wouldn't want to post on Facebook or that you might have posted something in Android. Uh, this is before I'm talking about before my involvement with uh, the 110 or basically mm-hmm. giving yourself back in the day when, when Facebook started. I mean, you could find anything that, you know, at least one post, that would have been considered derogatory, and this kid basically had his sponsorship paid and had to, I guess maybe his father paid or somebody paid that was non-sponsor related, and I guess he did race but without sponsorship on on Saturday. They pulled everything. They pulled all the uh, uh, the the. Uh, The side panels and everything off the, uh, you know, was just black with just a number. And so you had to feel bad for the kid.
3: Uh, Social media, double edged sword. Um, It's a great tool to allow the fans to be able to interact with athletes, celebrities, musicians, whatever the case may be, but the same thing that helps make that all possible and give these fans an opportunity to talk to these celebrities or athletes or whatever that they never would have been ever to even ask a question ever is the same thing that I mean. This is something somebody else said. Like, and you're you're holding sponsorships and everything else. And you know, I I say it all. I say it all the time. Stay off this stuff. I, I feel that athletes. The only thing you should do is post stuff about thanking your sponsors or pictures with fans, or like you should never give personal thoughts and personal. That's that, that's answer some very Dad. few select questions here and there that can't be deemed controversial. I mean. It's sad that this stuff like this is what's going to ruin what ultimately fans try to use to be able to talk to somebody they look up to, a role model, their their favorite player, their favorite team, like you know that the odds of you actually running into them. Somewhere and getting their time and not them already be swamped by a bunch of other people. It's like slim to none But because of social media you have a much greater opportunity to Get your favorite player or driver or whatever to answer a question on Twitter or retweet something and 9 point nine out of ten fans that's all they want is when they, they do that stuff, is just for their favorite player or driver to really acknowledge they even live. You don't even necessarily have to be them answering it if they favorite it or, or retweet it or like it. Like That's just the acknowledgement that my favorite athlete or driver acknowledged that a fan of his is alive and I'm that person. Like That's all most of these fans want. Um, that that very tool is going to be ruined by all this other stuff, and you're you're going to see athletes and celebrities kind of re, re reframe from being so interactive on it because they know in the long run somebody can twist something somewhere that's going to cost them. Uh, a movie deal or a record deal or a sponsor deal or endorsements or whatever, you know, whatever their profession is. And it's it's truly sad that that's the way it's got to be because so many fans have gotten an opportunity that they would have never gotten any other way.
4: Right. Well, very, very, very strange Uh, But uh, to take take sport in its purest form, I guess you would say, CJ, Uh, started talking last week about Williamsport and the Mets and the Phillies uh, being at Williamsport watching the uh, World Series unfold. And over the weekend, and to be honest with you, I didn't see a pitch of this game because I don't know why, I just – uh, whether it was on ESPN or I remember I used to watch it every year when it was on Wide World of Sports, which is no longer uh, on. And this was way way before cable. Um, but Wide World of Sports uh, used to have uh, so it was a sports show on Saturdays. Uh, used to have that every year, the championship game, and uh, I think they had it special because uh the show itself used to run on Saturdays, but they would run special um you know under their banner on Sunday afternoon with the final. on that's what happened yesterday uh, Hawaii won the Little League World Series over South Korea and not and of itself because um most of the time when a non
5: no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Uh, well, it's it's America. Obviously, it's one of our 50 states. That's what's that's what's unique about this that Hawaii won. Uh, most of the fund has come down to uh, one of the um, Oriental countries, uh, Japan or. Um, you know, South Korea or, uh, in this case, or uh, China was, for years, uh, the top uh, Far Eastern, uh, um, you know, a unit that was represented. They, they came from, they used to come from different areas, uh, Taipei, Taiwan, whatever, uh, but um, they were always in the finals and, here, again, it's very strange for uh, an American team to beat uh, one of the teams from the Oriental um, countries. Again, um, not to be not to be racist, but I, I don't know what I you know what they call on their shirts. There's Southwest and everything. I think it's Far East. If I'm if I remember correctly, is is it's the area they represent. And, uh, and so you uh, Hawaii let off with a home run and then from there they just won uh three nothing but like they the uh you know, the home run kind of powered their way and the kid hadn't given up a home run for the entire uh Little League World series when he gets to the final and gives up a home run to start the game and that's kind of uh with the fuse for Hawaii and they ended up winning the game three nothing. Um so you talk about before any kid, you know, or any player becomes uh jaded in the professional ranks, you know you have Little League World Series uh playing out yesterday as well. Uh I guess baseball in its purest form, CJ.
3: I hope they absorb it all now because it just all goes downhill and no longer is that pure fun sport that they grew up playing and, um, in one day being in major league baseball. Yeah.
4: Um, before we get into some do stuff, uh, we'll go back to football for a moment. Um, JJ Watt, let's let's talk about some good news while we're on, you know, some good feel good stuff. J J. Watt, CJ, when we talked uh, about this last year in the in the uh, immediate aftermath of the Hurricane Harvey and how um J J. Watt came to their aid, uh the aid of the uh victims in Houston. Uh One year later, he has broken a record. His uh, his donations have uh, increased, or with his urging, I guess you could say, the hurricane relief um, for Hurricane Harvey um, started by J.J. Watt, and obviously he's been at the helm of this for, for as long as they've done this. Uh, he now has the world record, CJ. His his uh, donations just for this purpose now is forty one point six million, uh, which is a Damn. world record. It's the biggest uh, the biggest financial outlay for anyone. Um, I guess in the, in the history. I guess that's the idea. Uh, and it was all started by J.J. Watt.
3: That's insane. i I assumed that that whole thing was over with. I didn't know that they were still collecting money because, you know, when he was first hitting the the million and the two million and the five million, you know, it was something that was consistently in in front of us on Facebook and um, on social media, but... I hadn't heard anything about that in such a long time, but you know, I'd I'd assume that you know all that money was donated. and They were done with that, and you know, was was focused back on everything else. I didn't, I didn't know that they were still collecting for that. That's that's insane. Forty-one million dollars.
4: Yep, and uh, that's that's an athlete that gets it, as they say. Um, I remember seeing something on YouTube about two years ago, too, um, when he first signed maybe a a year into playing, maybe it was his first year or after his first year, um, he went back to his elementary school in Ohio. I believe it was Ohio, somewhere in Ohio, and uh, I think around Columbus, if I'm not mistaken. I could be totally wrong about this. But uh, he he wanted to go to uh, be a Badger. I think maybe it was, uh, did he grow up in Wisconsin maybe? I think, maybe, maybe I'm wrong with that. Maybe it's Wisconsin. But anyway, he went back to his third grade teacher and brought her a cake to thank her for, for, because she was the one that got him uh, not interested in football, but he was interested in playing in like third grade or something like that and he went up to her and questioned whether he could do it, and she gave him the uh, ultimate pep talk. You can do whatever you choose to do or whatever, you know, how teachers try to, um, you know, encourage their students. Well, obviously, not only did did he go to Wisconsin, but he signed with the Texans. I had a great year. I think it was after his rookie year, as, as I remember. It was on YouTube all over the place. And he came back with a with a uh, cake that he presented to her with a couple of gifts with and tickets to a Houston game and you know and everything else and it was it was it was quite a quite a deal because uh, they put it on YouTube and everything they put it on tape and everything uh, but. Uh, there, there's an athlete there who, Every time we talk It seems like it's something negative Off the field There's an athlete there that, from the jump Got it as they say
3: Yeah um, it's, Like I said I had no idea that that was still going on But to watch J.J. Um, J. Watts And What he has done off the field And how He's been an impact on his community. It's not just doing something on the, in the spotlight on a Sunday afternoon with a national, you know, TV. But it's someone like him that does it off the field and does it throughout the week and does it in off season. that's you know someone that gets it and is committed to their cause and what they're doing, not just putting on a show. And, um, and it's good to see a player do that and also do it, what they're doing, in, in a positive uh, uh, manner as well.
4: Right. Uh, a couple of other things with Pitboys boys you wind down training camp, uh, CJ. uh I guess the ultimate uh, thing is when you don't make the Patriots, you know if you can't make the Patriots, maybe you lost it. Uh, Eric Decker, uh, who has been around the league, including with the Jets, I believe it was the Panthers too, and the Denver Broncos, uh, last month was signed by the Patriots, was signed with the Patriots, and uh, decided to hang it up. So obviously he wasn't going to make the team and decided if he couldn't make the Patriots and the Patriots said he was done, he must be done in the football sure. because nobody else was going to. Play. Um, so that's like the ultimate thing of, uh, I don't think you can do it anymore. And he, uh, ended up retiring. So Eric Becker is now a former wide receiver in the national football league. Um, also interesting, uh, as far as moves, um, and this is, this is interesting from the standpoint of you always said, you know, you thought the veterans would always start over a rookie and some rookies have to carry a clipboard. Of all teams, and I've heard this all weekend long, CJ, it seems now that I think you even mentioned this, uh, might happen on Wednesday, the last time we had a show, um, this type of show, uh the one ten nation show, uh that you mentioned that Teddy Bridgewater might be traded. Uh well indeed it looks like um uh Sam Donald has basically won the job um to start with the Jets as a starting quarterback And not only has the team gotten behind him, but uh, none other than Joe Namath showed up at uh, the Jets training camp. Uh, Last time I saw uh, Joe Namath in person at a Jets training camp, as I said on this show last week, or a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about it, uh, I met him at Hofstra University. Uh, But uh, uh, Namath was in the uh, Jets camp over the weekend and basically gave him uh the thumbs up that he thinks that uh Donald could start and uh again not that he has the ultimate say but it kind of really he can game really makes sense. So it looks like the will start the season as the number one um Jets quarterback, CJ.
3: Yeah. Um Donald has uh done good in this uh uh preseason so far and uh, has definitely um, learned a lot and has picked up a lot and has adjusted to this. But even outside of that, it's really a no-brainer on this. you you got these two quarterbacks that are very close um, from what we've seen on the field. So now you've got Bridgewater that's you know has some concussion issues but has value. You can't trade Darnold he has no value at this point. He's a rookie. So you have two quarterbacks that are pretty equal. One of them has value that you could probably get a good offensive line piece that you need in a draft pick. Um and you have another guy that has no value because he's a rookie. So you're gonna hold on to the one that's going to cost you less that you drafted for that has no value to trade off anyway, and you're going to get rid of the other piece that you don't need that does have some value to it and uh, let the chips uh, fall at that point, um, even at that aspect. But, yes, um, you drafted for him. He might not have no value, but,
5: That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.
3: pick up the game like he has in these uh, few preseason games, Um, I I feel that the Jets would have made a uh, a very valuable pick there. And uh, I I can see that being the quarterback for the Jets for a while. And, you know, obviously far no injuries, but we'll we'll see if he continues to uh, pick up the pieces and, and continue to learn. But so far, very impressive Uh, what we've seen out of them so far and um, now to see what you guys are going to get out of Teddy Bridgewater to uh, help protect them.
4: Right, right, exactly. Uh, And then we always have uh, the cat in case uh, things get really bizarre. But uh, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. I'm I'm just curious as to who they're going to be. And, you know, uh, can they, you know, what what can they do with what they have around them? I guess we'll really find out um, this year. I'm not expecting a Super Bowl by any means, but it's going to be an interesting year anyway. Um, uh, anyway, uh, the next group of stories, we have two. Uh, basketball, believe it or not, made news. Uh, uh, locally, Uh, when I say locally in terms of my team, um, and we said this when he was first appointed, uh, that it's going to be interesting to see how the new coach, who used to be with the Memphis Grizzlies, um, interacts with Porzingis. And over the, I don't know if it was last week or recently or what, but the story came out over the weekend that, uh, Fisdale actually flew to uh, Latvia where obviously Porzingis makes his off-season home and met with Porzingis and uh, apparently Porzingis came out of the meeting very, very uh, enthused. So um, that, you know, that bodes well uh, and, and at the very least with what the Knicks have on their roster you have to keep Porzingis happy, so we'll see what mm-hmm. happens with that. But at least Fizdale is, you know, on the right track. Well, very, very early. Uh, you know, not even we're looking at camping in what September, October. But uh, I, I guess it's not so early because we're into September here. But um, you know, but just he's on the right track anyway, and we'll see what happens with yeah. the Knicks. The Knicks need a. A lot of help, you know. Uh, there's no way uh, I see them doing anything this year. Uh, anything that they get will be uh, wavy or surprise, however you want to put it. But uh, basically, when you're one, uh, obviously Carmelo been gone now two years. Your uh, your the main player that you have to keep happy is Porzingis, so he, he's. To me, he's right on track. We'll see what happens on
3: the court. We will definitely uh, most uh, most definitely keep our eye on that. Um, I mean, coach, coach is no dummy. You, you know what this team is being built around. You know who the most popular player on this team is, and you know what player you need to have. Um, on your side and all in on your plan in order for you to even have a chance um, to make it um, and also to be successful, and that was the piece. That's the piece that you need to go out of your way and go see and really get in your corner and let all the other chips come into play, and that's what he ultimately did, and um uh, you know it's to to me to be expected and uh, not a surprise and i move that uh every new head coach when you have a player with that kind of um weight and what i mean by weight is you know he he's a big influence on, on this team he's kind of the leader and then that's your your fan favorites that's <laughs> I, that's one player that you you want to try to hold on to because the fans they 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 support him they they love them some Pozingas, so it's a good one.
4: right um there's an interesting one and I I didn't I I won't say we didn't think of this guy but I I can't say his name I'll call him the Greek freak which is his uh, uh, nickname. Uh, you knew this was going to come sooner or later before the basketball season kicked off, as it were. Uh, that's the wrong sport, but you, you know, uh, uh, you know, had their opening tap or whatever. Um, the comparison here we go. Story comes out today on uh, ESPN uh, with LeBron going west, in in now the West. Who is the player in the East? And they're picking, at least ESPN is picking, uh, the Greek Freak. Now, I don't see it. I would say, is he the top player on the Milwaukee Bucks? Definitely. But I don't see, you know, we talked about this in the past. You got a couple of guys on the Celtics uh, that would probably uh, take the, uh, you know, take the top – uh I mean if you think of the east eastern conference a couple of guys on the on the Celtics um you know uh which uh, one of them of course you had on the Cavaliers but I don't know they they're, they're actually saying that um this guy in Milwaukee may pick up uh LeBron's mantle but he hasn't even led them to the second round of the playoffs uh, yet, and I, I, I don't know. I just, you know, you talk about height, you talk about ability, but I don't, I don't see him getting nationwide press unless he starts the season like a madman, CJ. Mm-mm. I, I
3: can see, uh, I see Kyrie Irving being the new, new king of the East, or I can see. Um, depending how Jason uh, Tatum comes back this offseason, he was very impressive as a rookie. Uh, I've seen a video of Ben Simmons actually having an outside shot, depending on how he comes back and, and how much he has gained and uh, added to his, um, his game. Uh, and there might be another player or two that I can see you know, in, in legitimate talks about being the the king of the East, and, and so there, there's too many variables and, and videos of seeing some of these players um, expand um, their their arsenal and their style of play, and so I, I'd like to see who stands out this year, and I, I think. I think this is a conversation that's going to be a, a, an interesting conversation. I think it'll be a pretty popular conversation, and I think by the time we hit Christmas break, I think that uh, we 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 will see some front runners of uh, who who's going to be the top dog in the East.
4: Right. Uh, skipping around a little bit, there's a couple more from football. Uh, just at the end of. Uh, I guess I read with this article because it was the last one I saw uh, as far as football, uh, the uh, ESPN put out, and they do this every year, are uh, your team stands after uh, preseason week three. And, and uh, what they have, and again, you can look at it after the show, uh, for you fans that didn't see it yet on the 110 page, uh, they have a listing from. Actually, they have the last uh, weekend of games, and they did, you know, team A versus team B, and where where each team falls as far as the lead, so you can gauge where ESPN thinks your weaknesses are and thinks uh, your team's strengths are, and they did that for all 32 teams. Uh, It's a rather interesting article. Uh, You can check that out on the 110 page. Um, Also, a a person who echoes your thoughts, um, CJ, when it comes to talking about Donald Trump, I know a couple of times on this show, uh, when it came to different... Uh, topics that were interspersed with sports, but uh, somebody actually asked Tiger, and I put up an article. I will put up an article. I'm working on it uh, th- on this week's uh, tournament, which was uh, in New Jersey. Uh, the tour stop was in New Jersey. I forgot who the sponsor is. I have that all written down. But um, anyway, somebody asked. Tiger, and he sidestepped the uh, question because a he's a friend of Trump's, and he didn't want to get involved in the controversy over asking, you know, answering a Donald Trump question. So he basically had the same answer that you've echoed many times on this show. I've I've heard you as your co-host. I've heard you many times say that when you have a president, regardless of what you think of him, we have to respect the office, and that's exactly what Tiger said. He kind of sidestepped the question, but he gave the, you know, the accepted answer, at least in work. You know, the the one I know that you always say, we have to look at not so much the person that's there, because after mm-hmm. all, we put him Uh, After all, we put him there. Um, But uh, the office itself has to be respected, and that's what Tiger said. And it's just interesting, C.J., that this Bryson DeChambeau, who won, uh, I think he won either his second or third. I have to look this up um, exactly, but I have to go over the schedule from October again but I think he won his, like, second or third tournament of the year. And back when Tiger was dominant, really dominant, everybody realized that everybody with a microphone and a a notepad was going to be following Tiger around no matter where he finished or what he did. And it's kind of the same thing. This, This guy here, not that I feel bad for him because he made a couple of million winning the tournament, but he won like his third tournament or whatever, and uh, it was almost like an afterthought. Oh yeah, he won, but here's what Tiger thinks. And uh, so even though uh, in this particular tournament uh, Tiger finished four strokes back, he's uh, he's contending uh, on leaderboards. It's interesting, CJ. He's not winning tournaments you know, with regularity, obviously, uh-huh. but he's up, he's up on the leaderboard and he's, he's definitely playing more consistent golf. And when he, you know, when his, when his, I guess you'd call it his first comeback. Uh, the second one after, after the rest and the, uh, uh, whatever they did to rearrange or readjust his back, uh, has uh-huh. really helped him. And, uh, but he finishes four strokes back, and he has the media following him
1: all over the place.
4: So, you know, the guys you know the point of it? he's standing there with, you know, waiting to be having questions asked of him, it was, it was kind of funny, to be honest with you.
3: When that happens, I wonder if these players put their egos to the side, because we all know that. When Tiger Tiger is competitive, competitive and out there playing, it is better for the sport. It's better for ratings. It's better for sponsors. Um, it's better for everything all the way around. Um, and so when he's not there, I guess these players get the attention. They, you know, they're there. You know, they win. They're they're the first thought, not the afterthought. Um, But when you have Tiger out there, especially when he's being competitive, your interview, even if you win, you're you're not really still front page conversation, it's still about Tiger, and so um, I I wonder how well we're going to see them keep their egos in check, because you know, very rightfully so, that could, you know, rub somebody wrong, especially if someone has worked very hard, um, and either someone has worked very hard and they finally won and everything they sacrificed, and then it not be a big deal and not even make front page, or it also could be someone that's having a great year and still not getting the attention they deserve because, you know, the amount of wins that they have had would normally be a topic of conversation, and, you know, rightfully so, these people, you know, kind of be, you know, feeling a certain way, not getting the attention that they feel they deserve, but for the better of the sport, you're going to hear about Tiger because this this is what the sport needs. So, I'm curious to see how long these players are able to keep their ego in check, and, allow this to go the way it's going for the better of this sport and, and the better of you know what what a competitive um, woods brings to this um and that that'll be interesting to watch.
4: Right. The only thing I'll say in reference to golf and in reference to tiger, I think a lot of you know it it's it's not a team sport and the interesting thing is I, I agree with you. I think they realize most of the golfers on tour realize that the more uh, you know, Tiger brings in the fans, and the more fans that pay their way through the gate, the 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 bigger the the uh, the, the pots are going to be for the Deschambaults and any of these. Um, yes, sir. I don't want to say less for golfers because they're all pros, but the guys that don't get, you know, the weekly uh ink so to speak that might come up and win their second or third of the year or whatever. I think that I think golfers are able to look at it and kinda of chuckle and say, Okay, I might not get, you know, my my you know my time in the spotlight, but ultimately because of tiger, I'm gonna get more money in the long run. And I think golfers more than some, any other athlete can look at it like that. And I I don't hear too much from golfers in terms of yes about them not getting, you know, equal form or whatever. They know what Tiger means the sport and to them ultimately as far as they're possible. Yep, yep, yep. What
3: do we got
4: next week? Um uh, well uh well two more things CJ. Uh one to deal with NASCAR again and the other uh I left the best for last which you're you're most uh uh familiar with I guess you'd say on a couple of a couple of uh, for a couple of reasons, but number one with NASCAR, another one of these Xfinity drivers that is going to get his first break. He signed a four race deal with Chip Ganassi uh, to go up to Cup and do four races uh, this year. Uh, no, ten, but. Over the weekend, it was announced that Ross Chastain, well, up till now, as far as I remember, he's only been in the x series. He'll uh, will be, will be going up the cup for either three or four races with Chicken Ganassi Racing.
3: Yeah, it sounds like a great opportunity. And, uh, um,. Hopefully he's able to make the best um, out of this opportunity, especially with the uncertainty of um, Jamie Mack and his future with the organization and uh, what their, their plans are beyond that. So um, it's a good opportunity to audition for the possibility of a ride opening up. So,
4: Right. And finally, CJ, our last story of the night, um, Urban Meyer, and there was a lot of people that said one way or the other. Uh, I was listening to, and I don't, I don't often, but because the story broke over the weekend, I happened to be flipping the channels between watching the races and uh, everything else. Uh, that Urban Meyer got a three game suspension out of that investigation. And uh, so he's not fired. He won't go, you know, he won't be going away for you Ohio State fans. Uh, But he got a three-game suspension, and there were a lot of people that saying he should have gotten all or nothing. In other words, they should have fired him or given him the suspension and it ended up being the suspension for three games, uh, no game, and there was some. What I think even last week you were checking into this, you thought that Penn State was one of the games he was going to be suspended for. He's not. He's suspended for I think PCU <clears throat> and a couple of other, you know, uh, <clears throat> sisters of the poor, sisters yeah. of the poor type first games of the season. Um, so it's really not going to help. Hurt Ohio State's uh, chances in the Big Ten, you know, race. When you come down to it, it's only going to be the first three games against, you know, the only the only uh, team that you've heard of is TCU. The other two are basically, uh, you know, like your Toledo's or like you always mentioned the lesser Division three teams, um, but. Uh, that's the deal with the Urban Meyer case. Three three game suspension.
3: Um, still crazy to me. It's still crazy to me that somebody gets suspended because somebody else had a domestic situation in their household. Um. You yeah. you can spin it, and you can spin it any way you want to spin it. And those that are anti-Ohio State and anti Urban Meyer, they're going to spin it. Um, but ultimately, that's what it breaks down to. And I'm sorry, it's not everybody's obligation. It's not everybody's mission. I don't get in other people's business. I don't know 100% of what went on. Regardless how I how I feel about either one of them, how I regards the fact, you know, I I don't feel that a male or a female, and I've seen some very uh, um, violent and uh, uh, aggressive females out there. I I don't feel that either one has the right to to put their hands on each other. But and but I'm also not those that person that just because I see that somebody has had some physical things done to them, I'm not quick to judge or quick to go to the aid or the defense because I don't know what happened. I mean, the person that started the fight could have been, could have been the one that got their butt handed to them. They could have gotten you know. They, they they could have beat somebody with a pot, baseball bat or whatever, took a swing and, you know, they that was that was the only thing they knew how to fight with and after after that didn't happen the way they thought it was, they got the butts handed to them. I don't know. But like, so I don't I, I've been in, a, in enough situations and seen enough situations that I, I and I say this all the time, there's always three sides to a story that there, there's the Side A, the person A, the person B, and then there's the truth. There's somewhere in between is the truth, and I I I don't feel, and I feel the same way. And I've all I've always felt this way. It's not just me being an Ohio State fan. I feel the same way about the NFL. Yes, part of me is glad that the NFL cares and and wants to try to do something about the domestic issues. In their sport by their athletes, but I also don't feel it's their place to have to babysit and monitor, you know, if the female's being, you know, abused or assaulted or if the male as well, call the police, get the law involved and go through the proper change and get it taken care of. If I went tonight and got a DUI or if I went and had a domi- domestic issue, my job is not going to suspend me or, you know, take my bonus away or whatever the case may be, you know, it's not their obligation to be, you know, uh, the, the police, the jury, and the judge. It's their job, you know, it's, it's their uh, their place on the ladder is to be my employer. It has nothing to do with them. So, um, I don't know why. I, so, I, I, I don't agree with everybody else having to get involved when it comes to this stuff, but then also to have somebody get punished who wasn't involved with the law and honestly was just trying to mind his own business. And I, I don't know what he knew and didn't know, but he, he's not paid to sit there and babysit everybody's domestic relationships and their uh their adulting skills and their parenting skills and everything else and monitor all these players and monitor all these coaches and it I I I just don't agree. Like I said it's not just it's me being a Ohio Ohio State fan because I feel the same way at the NFL and I don't know Mike. It's
4: interesting, C.J. One thing: Did you? I know you've been busy and everything else, but did you, a, 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 you know, ever see even bits and pieces of the news conference that he held, or the press conference
3: that Meyer held? I've I've, I've seen bits and pieces of clips of it.
4: Because I'll tell you why: what I was struck by is uh, they said, and I, I didn't see it. That's why I'm asking you um they said that he came up more, more like the victim and he kind of like uh dismissed the wife in this the 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 uh the coaches the uh assistant coach's wife the the assistant coach that was indeed fired um for it um that uh uh they claim that like he kind of like dismissed her and more or less this is, I guess, you could call the enemies of Urban Meyer, uh, said that uh, he kind of dismissed the wife or the ex-wife and uh, basically uh, painted himself as the victim in this whole thing. And I found that interesting, you know, uh, just from that standpoint and how accurate that was. And that's why I was asking you if you actually... Saw what he said because I didn't catch any of it.
3: No, I I just saw different clips of it, and from the clips I saw, I didn't see that. But they're also just clips, so you know, you're you're just taking parts of you know reactions and part of what he said, and right. you know, so mm-hmm. I you know, I'm not gonna say either way, but
4: right. No, I I, 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 I just thought you know. No, because I didn't catch any of it. But from what I read uh, in the stories afterwards, they were like he was painting himself as the victim, and more or less uh, didn't. Now if he didn't have anything to apologize for. That was the other thing that was crazy. Uh, they said that he should have apologized to the to the wife. If if it's if anything, it's Zach Smith that should have apologized to his own wife. You know. But I don't think Urban Meyer needed to apologize to her. But the bottom line was they said he came off as more like the victim rather than her, and I just I just found that bizarre. But anyway, though, hopefully, with him, I I don't know how long he's going to have to answer questions once he gets back, or how he, you know he'll probably try to put the port is off. But I, I you know I, I hope this. For the sake of the team, I hope this doesn't, you know, drag on for the whole season. I hope once he's back, they can let it go. Um, I I don't know. As a reporter, I don't know that that's going to happen. But eventually, uh-huh. eventually, hopefully, for the good of the program, it'll die down.
3: Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Do we have uh, anything else we need to jump into? This was an you early good for me anyway. I think that's all
4: 20. We got through 20, CJ. Oh, actually, right, the Jets signed... Uh, uh, one, one more. The Jets signed a uh, uh, running back from the Chiefs, whose name I can't say. One well, of the first names is crazy. I forget what the second name is. But it's one of those things where you sit back and you say, "Okay and i I don't mean to be you know racist. I don't mean this is a racist comment c j but uh anybody with with parents and so you know with parents with kids, okay, young kids uh babies when they sit around with a baby book or whatever, and they want to make up their own name for different reasons, you know whatever their reasons are um it just keep in mind and I'm I'm the last one to give advice. I don't mean it like this, but the first first thing I always think of is especially because I was disabled or am disabled and I remember how poor kids can be in school, uh, keep in mind if you don't name your kid I don't know how to put this diplomatically, CJ, if you give a kid a name that's not universally known or um, I think you know where I'm going with this, right? <laughs> Help me here. Um, a name that you want as unique, that you think is unique as a pair of parents. Um, mm-hmm. Think twice. Think twice because kids can be cool and if you look back at the story i'll I'll look back at it you know and 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 get the name and, and and bring it up tomorrow night but this this guy had a first name that if if I can't pronounce it, i know c j would have a problem with it um and and it's it's just it just it it floored me because I'm glad I can follow the Jets and not have to write about them as a as a reporter. Uh, we'll go up to the band and, and talk to them all season long. Uh, but actually what happened is the Chiefs put the guy on waivers and the uh, Jets picked him up over the weekend. So we have another running back. I don't even know who our first running back was, but we have another running back for our backfield. So Uh, we'll see what happens but I will pull that name up by tomorrow's show and bring it up as a subject Um, not to make fun of the name but to make people realize that have some mercy on your kid because especially early in school kids can be cool let's go ahead
3: and get things wrapped up for the night um, go ahead and uh, let them know what you got going on Friday, where you can uh, be found, like, all the uh, all the whatnot, Mike.
4: Okay, we got a uh, good show, a couple of people invited. Uh, I will work on this diligently this week and try and get some uh, thing together. Uh, we have two or three uh, possibilities, one of which I want to get on in timely fashion, um, John Beatty Jr., who has, uh, to my knowledge, and I remember him from uh, 2014 getting involved with um, uh, John Visconti's um, legend team uh, at the time. Uh, He started in a legend car for John and then moved to uh, modified. Actually, he had his own modified for a time And then I wrote a story in my column also that he was an interesting case. Uh, If we get him on Friday night, I know I want to ask him about that. They actually built a car, finished the car at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, CJ, put the car in the trailer, in, in in the hauler, brought it to the track that day after completing it, at two o'clock Saturday morning, brought it to the track that that night, and six o'clock or whatever, started you know practiced with it, and that night won the feature, the first night out with the brand new car, didn't have a didn't have a mile on it, you know, didn't have anything on it at all. Their their odometer was at zero, and they came out and won the won the feature event that night. And that gentleman's name is John Baden, Jr. And uh, we'll have him on, hopefully, Friday night uh, to lead off the program. Uh, uh, Had a varied career uh, with uh, Modified and then the uh, Legend cars and now back in a Modified. So uh, interesting to talk to him. I haven't talked to him in a couple of years, uh, but I want to have him on. And uh, we'll have some, hopefully, guys come on from the uh, Whalen well and Modified Tour as well. So it should be a very interesting show. Uh, one way or the other, I have a lot of people that I can invite and line up in the event that my first couple of choices uh, can't make it for whatever reason. Um, but it should be an interesting show.
1: Um
4: you can you can, uh, you can uh, follow me on my personal Facebook page, 110 Nation Pages, the Hot uh, Laps with Stats Pages, the website, or my uh, Twitter account, which is at Stats108. Don't forget,
3: you can uh, follow us here at 110 Nation. Like us on Facebook, 110 Nation Sports. Also, check out our site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest Got to thank Set for Life, Max Station Digital Media, I-95 Sports Network, and Mile High Radio for rebroadcaster. City Without all these marketing partners and or network, networks, we wouldn't be able to do what we do or grow the way we grow. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, Mike and myself will be back in the studio to do it all over thank again. Um, we'll have... Uh, Izzo joining us at uh, 9.30 as uh, Mike and uh, Izzo will talk NHL. Uh, But looking forward to uh, sitting back here and doing it all tomorrow night and talk about all the, uh, the latest news coming out of the sporting world. And until next time.
2: Thanks for listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show with Mr. CJ Sports. You are a part of the 110 Nation, so be sure to visit the110nation.com for everything related to the show. You can follow CJ on Twitter at 110 Nation and on Facebook at 110 Nation Sports. Until next time.